Hello, and welcome to the Pack Mag Parents Podcast, your place to laugh and learn. Everything we do is to make the lives of everyday parents easier. Without further ado, let's welcome our hostess with the mostess, Bree James. Well, hello, Bree James, back with you for the Pack Mag Parents Podcast. Hope you're well. On today's episode, I'm going to chat to the CEO of the Stephanie Alexander Kitchen and Garden Foundation. Josephine Duffy about the importance of involving children in the kitchen and the benefits of growing your own food. Uh, if you haven't heard of this organization, it's amazing. It's the uh, Stephanie Alexander Kitchen Garden Foundation. It's a non-for-profit charity that provides the inspiration, information, professional development and support for educators to deliver pleasurable food education to children all around Australia. Now, the program allows children to have a hands-on approach in the kitchen while learning about fresh, seasonal, delicious food so they can form positive food habits for life. So not only do they learn to cook it, but they learn to grow it as well. They learn to read recipes and so much in this incredible program. So let's get Josephine on Zoom to share what her kitchen garden community involves and what children will learn within this program. It's time to get to class. So tell me, Josephine, what is the kitchen garden community? Ah, the kitchen garden community for us at the Kitchen Garden Foundation is all of the schools and early childhood services around Australia who are members of our community. And by members, I mean they uh, liaise with us to work on building a kitchen garden program in their early childhood service or school with our support and facilitation over time so that some of our community are running very well-established kitchen garden programs that they've been running for years and years, and others are just coming into the fold, seeing what works, seeing what their goals are, <clears throat> excuse me, and getting our advice and guidance on how to build their kitchen garden program over time. So we have that membership body, but obviously, schools and services are communities within themselves. So we see not just the school or service as an organisation that is part of a community, but we also see their students, their staff, their families and other people such as volunteers in the wider community that are affected by and contribute to that kitchen garden program. So it's a very wide and strong community with a lot of very passionate people and a lot of amazing experience and expertise that we hope and aim to gather and share with other people in the community so that we're all working towards the same goals and using each other's momentum and support to make the change we want to see. Yeah, my kids both um, have done, well, one's doing it right now. So I've got, I've got kitchen next week cooking with, um, you know, 30 students in the classroom. Um, That's so great. He's in year, year four. Um, so, and my son did it, he's in year seven now. He did it uh, a few years ago as well. And it is honestly such a fantastic program. Uh, my boys, you know, you, you cook these meals and by the end of it, you know, they're eating, most of it's vegetarian they're eating like spinach and ricotta 
pasta that they've made from scratch that if you made for them at home they just turn their nose up and refuse to eat it but because they've grown that spinach yeah. um they've yeah. made that ricotta from scratch and you know they've made that pasta from scratch and they've learned how to put it all together and they've rolled the pasta through and then you boil it and then you eat it as a class like my child had like three serves of that last week I was absolutely astounded <laughs> and I think that's what's beautiful about the program is that you know, they're learning how to not only grow the food and uh, all the sustainability around, um, you know, what, what happens with growing food and how much love and attention goes into it, but also, you know, the other end, which is, you know, reading a recipe and uh, learning about measurements and learning how to use a knife. And, you know, even my kids now, I can say to them, I saw you at Kitchen Garden wash dishes and dry them. I'm pretty sure <laughs> we'll start doing that at home. <laughs> That's amazing, Brown. Love, absolutely love hearing that. Uh, from parents especially we we get those comments all the time and we can talk about the program and what a kitchen garden program means to a community till the cows come home but it's so much more powerful hearing from families and children who have actually participated in the program and what they've gained from it because it makes it real and it, it, that's real for you guys obviously well it does and I think you know they actually learn what actually what goes into food my children now read labels and it started a passion uh, especially my oldest child when he started doing kitchen garden you know he can cook 20 30 meals now at home and he's he's 12, years, he's 12 years old but that sparked a passion in him he can cook things that even my friends can't cook like I've got 25 year old staff that can't cook anything <laughs> um so I think you know we've we've had a generation of children that have come through and didn't learn you know those skills at home uh, their parents did everything for them um, so I think one of the great things about this kitchen garden foundation and uh, this what they learn through these lessons is they learn how to be a bit more self-sufficient and um, I think it's incredible I think it's a great um, great program and every school and daycare center should definitely have it there. Oh, I love hearing that thank you for saying so that's that is our dream to at least be able to offer the kitchen garden program to any Australian school or service who, who wants to access it. Uh, we see the benefits are huge around life skills and connecting communities and bringing families back into the school above and beyond what the ch children actually learn in terms of food literacy and food skills. And I think you're, you're so right. They they will do these things at school when they might not do them in the home environment. And I think that's because being in their classroom with their peers in their everyday educational setting just makes it more normal for them. Yeah. So that uh, they expect to share food and they expect to uh, taste what their peers have cooked for themselves. And they expect to have this really lovely experience. And that's what we want. And we want that for every child. I agree. And, you know, some of these children don't have, you know, uh, parents that cook nutritious meals and they don't really, you know, they haven't had that education, I guess, from home because their par own parents haven't had that uh, knowledge taught to them either. So I think, you know, the fact that every child can learn the important skills of learning how to grow their own food and, and make their own food, it's it's absolutely vital, especially, you know, in the future, the cost of food's increasing. So, you know, being able yeah. to learn those things, and we learned through COVID, you know, um, things we couldn't get hold of them anymore. So I think everyone's learned the importance of, of growing their own food in particular. Um, how can parents get involved? Because obviously, you know, if you're listening right now and you go, I want this program at my daycare or my school, 
how can we get yeah. them to be ambassadors for you so that they can get this uh, at their at their their school? The easiest thing for parents and families to do is get in touch with us because we have resources and content and guidance and tips for any parent who wants to see this program available to their children. We can provide you with the support to help you go through the process of making that happen. Ultimately, the decision lies with your centre director or your school principal, obviously, but once they hear that parents are interested in having this program in their school, it is really, an, it creates an obligation on school or centre leadership to actually follow up and see what are the benefits to the school? What are the benefits to the centre? What are the benefits to the children and the families? We can have a hard time getting through to the people that we need to get to in the centres and schools. So if parents are liaising and advocating for the program with their educators, it makes it a much easier proposition for school and centre leadership to take it on. Well, there you go, parents listening right now. Let me tell you from a mother's point of view right now, you will absolutely love your children learning these skills because all of a sudden you're going to have little helpers in your kitchen uh, that are really absolutely. willing to help out um, that, you know, asked to cook these extravagant different meals and I think we even got a cookbook at the end um, so now you know my son still grabs that cookbook and cooks things from there and um, yeah I think it's an amazing uh, it should be part of every school's curriculum so make sure yeah the benefits are enormous and again it's not just about food skills and, and when we talk about you know children not being necessarily given those skills in the home, we fully understand that that's, we, we don't blame the parents for that. No. We're parents busy are busy. <laughs> the yep. Parents are very, very busy. And we don't all have and space for a garden in our backyard all the time to, no, that, to exactly. manage them. Exactly. And it's hard, especially when parents are working full time, it's hard to combat the constant messages around processed, convenient, food it's very difficult to battle against that which is exactly why we designed the program as an intervention in the school or childcare setting because it helps parents say what did you learn today and what did you, what would you like to cook what would you like to shop for would you like to create a little herb garden on a windowsill but it actually in the end helps parents take up the skills and the experiences that kids are getting already and just riff on that rather than have to create it all themselves. Yeah, such great advice there. So, you know, obviously there's so many benefits of buying, growing and eating seasonal foods. Um, do you have any practical advice uh, or tips for families on seasonal foods? You know, what are they um, and how do we know when a fruit or vegetable is in season? Interesting. Australia has about 17 different climate zones. <laughs> so <laughs> things are in, people say there's only three or four, but there's not. There's very many, many different, there's microcosms of seasonality across the country. So it does make it difficult to say this is in season right now. The easiest thing to, to do is look at uh, the vast array of information that is available that will tell you what's in season in your local area. So we provide, as part of our uh, membership service, many, many 
guidelines and charts and information around doing that. But for parents, the easiest thing to do is go to your ABC gardening website and have a look around. The other thing to, to note is that often what is available in your supermarket can tell you what is in season. What's in season will be cheap. So, for instance, when oranges are in season, you'll be able to buy them in the supermarket for $2.99 a kilo because they've been brought in from local producers. If you walk into a supermarket and your oranges are from Argentina and they're $16 a kilo, that tells you straight away they are not in season. Yeah. And we know that very well from our kitchen garden kids who walk around the supermarket now and say don't buy that that's not in season because they've learnt it through uh, growing the foods themselves so I suggest those two things find out what's local to you there's a lot of great advice especially through our friends at ABC Gardening and a site called Garden 8 G-A-R-D-E-N-A-T-E provides you with a wealth of information straight into your inbox every other week. The other thing you can do, not necessarily for when what's in season, but what to plant, is just go to your local nursery. They'll be more than happy to tell you about what you can plant right now and when you should be able to expect to harvest those crops. Local nurseries, again, are fantastic bodies of information and I've found through my experience with the program that gardeners are amazing and they just want to share their experience with everybody else. Gardeners just want other people to be gardeners also. <laughs> so they will be more than happy to tell you at length about everything that you can possibly do to understand what to plant, what to harvest. Yeah, there's so much in it, but it's, it's that, there's such a joy and a pleasure, I think, from growing something and then being able to cook with it. Even Absolutely. A little bit of parsley in a pot on your windowsill, I think. Exactly. You know, uh, or even, you know, getting the shallots from the shop and cutting them off and sticking them, them on a pot and then growing them again from the shoot. So yeah. there's, there's it's so simple, right? And we yeah. say that all the time. It's not rocket science. You don't need to have a degree. You just start, start small, start somewhere, start anywhere. Exactly. And I think if we can and it will grow. If we can grow children and not, you know, and they can survive, <laughs> then you know, surely we can all grow a plant of, of some sort of herb or I can't grow tomatoes at this point. We've had too much rain, but you know, I'm gonna keep persisting. <laughs> um, so are there any natural ways to control pests? Because I think that's one of the most frustrating things is you finally grow this beautiful tomato or this beautiful uh, you know, lettuce or herb, and next thing it's getting eaten alive by all sorts of pests. Have you got any advice there? Correct, yes. We do offer a lot of organic pest control advice to our members and that's mainly because I mean, we're not a permaculture uh, program but we want the kids to have the safest possible way of protecting their crops. So straight away we need good soil to grow strong crops that are more resilient to pests. We can provide crop protection structures. So again, what, what deters things like birds and caterpillars physically in their environment. There's eggshells that you can put around your plants to stop the slugs crawling towards your plant to chomp it to pieces overnight. 
we have things like sprays that are made out of so things just like soap and chili will stop pests eating your plants. It's not, again, it's not rocket science. It's part of something that's been happening for, for hundreds of years. And it's just about having that information available to you. Soap flakes are great because pests don't want to eat soap flakes. They want to <laughs> eat your leafy greens. And they're very easy to wash off when you're ready to pick and eat that food. Garlic sprays, pests don't like garlic. But also those things like everyone has seen used CDs hung up around crops, deterring birds from coming and picking everything because they don't like the flashy lights. Or scarecrows, hello, scarecrows have been around for centuries because they work. So, again, that's also a lot of fun for the kids to do, to think about I'm growing this seed, I've just I've put all this work into having it germinate. I don't want the, the pest to eat it. What can I do to protect it? And, again, that's a great way of, of the kids investing in what it is that they're growing. And there's many, many, many ways that they can make sure that that plant will be protected from the uh, wildlife that will, that will infest the garden if they don't put some work in. And again, that's a great way of a child understanding what needs to happen to grow the food that they're eating. Yeah, because it's even like companion planting as well, where, you know, there's certain plants you can plant together that work well. And Absolutely. And that's why tomatoes and basils are such great friends because they grow well together, but they also help each other be stronger and more resilient. Uh, there's lots and lots of uh, options to do that. But again, it's about finding out what's in season, what goes together, what you can do to make sure that your crops are as strong as possible and protected wherever you can. So obviously, uh, you know, people listening right now, they can check out the kitchengardenfoundation.org.au, the Gardenate website that you mentioned, the ABC Gardens website that you mentioned. Or they could just get their kids involved in kitchen and garden and outsource it all and have the kids look after, <laughs> look after the garden, grow everything, harvest it all, wash it all, bring it in and even cook dinner. That's what we would love to see. That's exactly what we would love to see in every, every community in Australia. And again, there are people in your community who have this knowledge and are just bursting at the seams to tell you all about it. The best thing that anyone can do if they want to learn more is find out where their local gardeners are. There's community gardens, there's nurseries, there's volunteer groups, there's your local rotary groups, there's, there's your council will have a wealth of information. We can't give every piece of advice to every community around Australia because it's, you know, we've got the tyranny of distance across Australia and the the concept of micro seasons and micro climates so the best thing again for anyone to do is go to the people who know exactly what's going on in your community already because they will want to help and they will have all the information at their fingertips well thank you so it's a much good way to make friends yeah Sorry. absolutely no it is a good way to make friends and um i think there's nothing more important for children to learn than you know the the growing of that, where, what they're putting in their mouth and where it's come from um, and making sure they're making good choices. And I think that's what 
you know, the kitchen and garden uh, foundation is so good at, um, you know, the, the life skills that my children have learned and the passion that, you know, you try and instill in them as a parent that you try to get them all passionate about in the kitchen, but nothing's like being with their peers and their teacher and learning all about it and then um, wanting to continue yeah, that, yes, that And I hear that from kids on the, on the rare chances that I actually get to go and see a school and involve myself in their program. And I say, I ask the kids, what's your favourite part of the program? And often they will say the first thing is being outside. They love to be outside and they love to learn in an outdoor environment. The overwhelming feedback that I get is that they just love the yummy food that yeah. they cook. Yeah. And that is absolutely intrinsic and essential to our model is that the food that they eat is delicious. They're not being asked to sit down and eat a plate of raw vegetables because they're good for them. Who wants to do that? Nobody. And you, they, you don't get enthusiastic about being told to eat your veggies because they're healthy. You get enthusiastic about eating food because it just tastes great. So we make sure that we've designed our program to be one, fun, kids have fun they love being outside they love doing garden activities they love watching the seed germinate they love being with each other in this beautiful cooking environment that's full of sensory sensory experiences they're smelling they're hearing they're tasting they're touching they're loving every bit of it and then they get to eat this great food that they've cooked and that is what enthuses them that is why they're okay to clean up after themselves that is why they go home and say, hey, can we please just start growing a few radishes in a few pots? I want to be involved in the shopping experience. I really want to make my own ricotta. <laughs> and the parents go, huh, what? <laughs> it's because they've, they're enthusiastic and they're passionate about it because it's such a great experience and that's that. That's why it's successful because the children want to come back to that experience because they love it. I agree. Like I never dreamt that I'd be making pasta from scratch, but like last week we literally made <laughs> pumpkin and ricotta and spinach and ricotta ravioli with a brown burnt butter <laughs> sauce. Um, like, and I'm talking from scratch. Like everything was made from absolute scratch, and they, you know, we had to do lemons and oh my gosh, it was just insanity and it's stuff that I would never cook myself for our family but I now know how to make pasta from scratch and so does my my nine-year-old it's incredible and they that's, ate it they ate that's it so great. Pumpkin. that's <laughs> fantastic that's exactly what we want to say and you can imagine that your children are going to be so self-sufficient when they're older and they're at uni and everyone else is eating two-minute noodles they're going to be cooking pasta from scratch how popular are they going to be oh absolutely <laughs> With their, with yeah, their spaghetti, or you can have this, you know, spinach and ricotta raviolis that I've made from scratch for you. Yeah, I can see who's uh, going to get uh, good grades, good friends, and and good relationships in the future. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank so you so much. Thank you so much, Josephine, for all your tips and advice. Uh, we will be putting all of those uh, great resources in the show notes uh, for everybody. But it's the KitchenGardenFoundation.org.au. Stephanie Alexander, it's so fantastic. If you haven't got your school or your childcare involved, it's easy. Go to the website, sign them up. You won't regret it. You get to go into the school and it's way more fun than going in and uh, 
doing the reading you know you, you actually get a feed afterwards you get lunch <laughs> absolutely and we hear that a lot <laughs> thanks so much stephanie uh, sorry thanks so much josephine it's no problem at all pleasure if you're loving the pack mag parenting podcast then you'll love our other channels Follow Pack Mag on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. It's a wrap. What did we learn on today's show? So number one, we learned that the Kitchen Garden Community is a great program for kids to get involved uh, with to learn important food skills. So from harvesting the fresh produce they grew to cooking recipes from scratch um, and then eating it. The program opens the door to the cooking world and sets your child up for lifelong lessons and honestly, like I said in the podcast, some of the things that, you know, they grow, cook and then eat, they would never have done that if it wasn't for doing it at school with their peers. So definitely amazing program. Number two, you know, I think it's also amazing how they learn what fruit and vegetables are in season. So um, if you found that was really interesting, you can go and get your local ABC gardening website to find out, um, you know, any more information if that intrigues you further and you want to learn more. Uh, and as she said, you can also go to your local supermarket and see what's in season by seeing what's on special. Uh, and local farmers do provide that cheaper produce when it's in season. So it's really important, uh, not only for your wallet, but also for your health that you're following things that are in season. Uh, I love the natural pest ideas. So, um, and she's also said that good soil keeps the pests away. So you got to find what deters certain pests, like Josephine said, eggshells help deter the slugs and snails, uh, and they don't like soap flakes and garlic sprays. So uh, even CDs hung up around the crops deter birds from your crops. So there's many natural ways to deter pests from your hard-earned crops. So give some of those a go. I thought they were fantastic. Uh, but lastly, if you are interested in the kitchen garden community, um, the Stephanie Alexander program to be involved in your school. Uh, all the links are in the show notes. I, as a mum that's gone in and done it for both her kids, it's an amazing program. So if it's not at your school, go and find out why and, and get it happening. Well, that's the end of the show. Hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. A uh, big thank you to Josephine Duffy for coming on the show. What a legend. Um, but thank you to everyone else that's made the show possible. Until next time, parents, happy parenting. And don't forget to tell everybody you heard it on PacMag. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you want to be an expert guest or you've got a weird, wacky or wonderful product to share, don't be shy. Get in contact with our team at info at pacmag.com.au. This podcast is proudly produced by PacMag. You can listen to more episodes on our website, pacmag.com.au.